On today's episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Watchable, it's our Good, Bad, and Watchable segment. Plus, we have a review of Vengeance from Boyle and I at the end of the show. Let's start it up. I have a story. Okay. I'm in West Texas, where this family just lost their daughter to an opiate overdose. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. It's okay, it's not someone I was close to. But you flew to Texas for it? Uh, yes. Uh, it was a girl I hooked up with a few times. Her family thought that we were more serious than I did. I've heard so much about you. I've, I've heard, yeah. Evelyn just didn't die, she was murdered. What? The two of us, we want to avenge her death. So as like a personal boundary, I don't avenge deaths. But here's what I can do. I'm gonna record everything that you think happened to Abilene. And we'll put it on a podcast and we'll see where it leads. What evidence does he have that it was a murder? Nothing. And that's the story. Go to Good, Bad, and Watchable, everybody. Everyone's favorite segment. Good, Bad, and Watchable. Like a sponge. Just let it wash all over you. We each have a minute to talk about movies that we liked that were good, the movies that we thought that were bad, and the movies in between that are just plain watchable. It's Good, Bad, Watchable. Put on a minute on the clock for Boyle. Boyle, are you ready to talk about your good? Sure, I'll take two minutes. That wasn't funny. I'm joking. I'm, I'm kidding. Six. Sir, we have rules. Joke, Dad. All right, Boyle. In three, two, one, go. Okay, first up is Elvis. You need to go see this movie in the theaters. It's well worth the see in the theaters. It was an 8.5 out of 10 for me. Very enjoyable. Great depiction of his story. And I actually think the lead actor did a fabulous job actually singing his songs and doing a really good representation. Second is Who's Harry Crumb? This is a great classic. If you haven't seen this, such a good comedy. So funny. 7 out of 10. Um, you should definitely check that out. Who's Harry Crumb? Um, next up, last but not least, I decided to rewatch and kind of watch because I haven't fully seen all the first couple fully, but the Mission Impossible movies. So the original Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible, nine out of ten. Really loved it. The uh, just overall great film. You're in and out, but a lot goes on in that first film. Um, really sets the base for the whole tri- you know saga, a franchise. Um, great movie. Done. Great job, right, Will. Nailed it. I should put my own timer up so then I can see how long I have. Because I'm like, I never know that? where I'm at. <laughs> I never do it. You, you don't do it, that? It shows. No. no. I panic. I completely panic every time in my minute. <laughs> and we've been doing it for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I time every single one. <laughs> I straight up panic. I watch you two and I like panic. I love it. Oh, you both gave me weird looks. Do you not know the movie Who's Harry Crumb? No. I've, n- I've never, never heard, heard of that movie that. before. Gentlemen. John Cannon's. <laughs> I've never heard of this movie. Dude, it's, it's honestly amazing. Like, it's so freaking funny, guys. Never 1989? How have you not, it, dude? It's it, it, John it's John. Candy? That's what I said. It's John Candy. It's like it's awesome. It's so classic John Candy. It's 
he's supposed to be like the last like detective that they can call for a case and he comes in and he's getting everything wrong but everything's falling into place for him they describe him as a bumbling inept private investigator yeah i'm in mark mark I'm telling you right now, this movie was so funny. Like, it's so, it's a classic. It's a classic. So, yeah, that, out of all my goods, that was, besides Elvis was up there, but, like, this was probably my most enjoyable movie of the past two weeks. I had so much fun watching this one night after work. It was awesome. Okay. That's it. That's all I got. All right. Tell my agent, no more talking. You ready for me? I'm ready for you. Three, two, one. Guys, I finally watched The Black Phone. Oh. Good movie. Really like Ethan Hawke in the uh, creepy, scary role. He does a phenomenal job. Um, Not a perfect movie by any means. Uh, The story can get a little weird at times. Definitely a psychological horror. Uh, couple laughs, which is the that's kind of the trend with horror. It's like you know, lull you to sleep with a couple of laughs. But this is intimate, uh, claustrophobic. Uh, honestly, I didn't really know where it was going at times, but I liked it. This is this is good for horror fans. Wouldn't recommend it too. A uh, wide variety, but again, the black phone. I give it three and a half or a seven out of ten. Time. Well done, Julia. You are. Uh, we're recording the podcast. You want to mention something? Yeah. Not yet. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Okay, all right. Do you want to? Sure, why not? All right, you're on speaker, Julia. Oh, wait, hold on. Now you're on speaker. Hi, guys. Julia! Hey, Julia! They can, hold on, let me take the headphones out. All right, go for it. Hi, guys. I don't think they can hear me. They can hear you. I can? I can't hear them. They're not talking. Oh. What what, uh, movie are you on? Boyle, stop. Uh, Well, we we already talked about Nope, and we already talked about The Gray Man. Do you want to give your review of Nope? No, it's all right. You you can give it for me. Okay. I'll I'll let you go. All right. Bye. Thanks, Jules. Chicken right out. That was awesome. (laughs) Keep it in the pod. That was hilarious. (laughs) She she waited. That was so funny. He literally thought she was going to do a whole segment. She was going to get us involved. And then she bailed immediately. She literally goes, now you can tell my score. That was awesome. Julia says, strong 8 out of 10. Got a little slow for me at one point, but haven't seen a great movie like that in a while. Got to really pay attention because the shortest scenes can have a lot of significance towards the end. 
That's her thoughts. Actually, not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. My good. In three, two, one. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. This is Christopher Nolan's film from 2017, Dunkirk. Rewatched it. I haven't watched it in a really long time. So watched it with Jimmy last night. He got a real big kick out of it. Rewatching it though, I realized it is, it's a much more simple movie at home than it was in theaters. In theaters, it's an incredible IMAX experience with the sound, the scope of everything. Incredible. Watching it at home, honestly, it just blends in with the rest of the random movies that you see on Netflix that take place during World War II with random actors. Only difference is this has fantastic actors, amazing score, amazing director. So, uh, Good, not great. Not his best, but still enjoyable. That was Dunkirk. Time. I stopped time when you said you'd be quick. Yeah, that was like 40 seconds. Boyle, you are bad. Man, sometimes it's hand signals. Other times you count. You got you to gotta stay consistent, man. Um, I'm going for this bad. <laughs> I'm going for this bad. Mission Impossible 2, folks. My only bad of the week. This movie stuck. Four out of ten. Um, I'm only giving it the credit because of the classic Tom Cruise himself doing all of his own stunts. That's the only good thing from this. The best way I could describe Mission Impossible 2 is they took the first one and they thought, what if we made Ethan Hunt's character as a movie and then we made a movie about the movie? Similar to, oh, what? Lightyear and Toy Story? Yes, same exact thing. That's how I kind of saw this. Mission Impossible 2 seems so much like a let's bring the character of Ethan Hunt to a movie screen and let the viewer at home watch it as if they were watching a movie about the movie they already seen a movie about. Basically what I watched. Um, It was so over the top. It so didn't flow for what his character is throughout all of the rest of the movies. He's this like hot shot, slicked back hair, the cool, the, the sunglasses that were the sporty ones and go all the way back. It was just so over the top. It wasn't Secret Agent. It wasn't Mission Impossible. It wasn't who Ethan Hunt is. It was this over elaborated version of him. And it just didn't work. It was too much and not effective and really a waste of time. Four out of ten. Mission Impossible 2. Thanks, Boyle. Time. I know. I was uh, so passionate about that. I'm sorry. It's been bugging me. It's been bugging me because I was like, I loved Lightyear and I loved the idea of what they did with Lightyear with Toy Story, you know, with Toy Story and stuff. And I'm like, I'm a hypocrite because I hated this. And that's kind of what I felt. I felt it was similar reigns. I know that's not what it is because Mission Impossible 2 is an actual like mission Ethan does. It's part of his timeline and all that stuff. It just was like, it was so weird. It just, when you watch all the movies, mission impossible two does not fit with the rest of Ethan Hunt's character. Like even his personality in the movie doesn't match himself in any of the other movies. It's so weird. That's why I was like, this is one of those moments. I'm like, Oh, I wish you guys could watch because I feel a little alone in this. And I can't vent about it with somebody, but it's the weirdest thing to experience. So that's it. Sorry, buddy. Come on, Lindsay. Come on. Come on, Lindsay. All right, Mark. You're bad. 
You guys ready? Ready. ready. Three, two, one. Let's rock. Guys, uh, I had enough time to sneak in uh, the man from Toronto today. That movie's off. Thank you. It's thank so you. bad. It looked bad. This is Kevin Hart, Woody Harrelson, and I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't even matter who else is in it. It was just like on there, and I thought, like, all right, let me watch a movie before we record. <laughs> Guys, this is worse than like I could have imagined. It's like Kevin Hart mailing it in with his humor, Woody Harrelson mailing it in with his uh, tough guy uh, persona, like attitude. Awful script, awful action. Nothing makes sense. I I gave it a one and a half out of five, so a three out of ten because I did laugh like a couple times. There was a couple chuckle moments. Where it was like, okay, like you got me, hand up, I'll admit it. And that's the only reason it, it gets like this much. This movie stinks. <laughs> it's really bad. So the man from Toronto, bad. Don't watch it. I watched it for you. One and a half out of five. Done. Mark, I literally talked about that last episode. That fact, and I gave it way too high of a score. I definitely will be changing that when I actually do Letterbox. But um, I did put it under bad. It's so not good. But you said the exact same things. Like, okay, yes, I laughed at it at a few parts. Kevin Hart definitely had his punchlines. But it just is like it's not a good movie. It's, it's a waste. No, it's, it's so weird. It's it's way worse than not good. It's bad. It's, yeah, it's so bad. And Woody Harrelson does not blend well with Kevin Hart in this movie. Like it's it's a weird oh, dynamic. Zero chemistry. <laughs> yeah. Like zero chemistry. Yeah. Good. I'm glad someone else saw it cuz I felt I like couldn't believe it was <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> it's the same director as The Hitman's Bodyguard. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it does. Uh yeah, so yeah. Now that you that's say that's all we that. need to say. I mean, it, yeah, that doesn't make sense. My favorite review: Why do I keep letting my friends pick movies? Half a star out of five. <laughs> uh, I love Letterboxd. You better save that. That's like the best review ever. That is. <laughs> well, thank you, Mark, for sharing. I'm sorry your pain was our gain there. Someone has to do it. That's right, which leads me into my bad pain and gain from 2013. No, I'm just kidding. All right, my bad for this week. <laughs> hold on, hold on, before you say. <laughs> pain and gain came out when I was in college. Yeah, 2013. Yeah. Yeah, and a bunch of, like, the meathead guys on the football team, like, we went. And we were wearing, like, cutoff shirts, like, Zubaz, like, gym shorts, hamming it up. And that movie was so bad that like two of our meathead friends left in like the middle of it. They were like, we're not sitting through this entire movie. Like, this is so bad. I thought you were about to say you all went out working out afterwards. (laughs) Yeah, I need a pump. Yeah, immediately. You're all pumping during the movie. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, sorry. (laughs) That movie stunk. I left the theater while watching that movie, but not because it was bad. I had to go to something, but also I was like, I'm very glad I have to go to something right now. I can't so, tell yeah. you the last time I left a movie theater ever. It takes, it takes extreme circumstances for me to do that. 
like things like that where I, I, I had to go. I had no choice. I really it was, don't. It was out of my control. The last time I left, it was 2008 of watching the dark night in theaters. And I was on a date and she had to go. And I'm like, I'm, well, I'm not just staying here <laughs> by myself. So that's the last time I left the theater before the movie was done. 2008, the dark night. I think pain and gain might be the last time. Wow. Wow, Mark. I'm going to guess it didn't work out between you two. I'm not a quitter. Well, let's just say that. Okay. All right. I love that. All right. My movie. Three, two, one. What if I told you a movie starring two Avengers from the Age of Ultron? Okay, wait. One is an Avenger. One isn't. Starting a movie together in 1985. That movie, Tough Turf. The actors, James Spader and Robert Downey Jr. Yes, that's right. They start in this movie. The new guy in Los Angeles, Morgan, does some singing and singing and fights hotshot Nick over disco dancer Frankie. There's a good movie in this somewhere. It just didn't come to the surface. I give this one a uh, four out of 10. This is just like a high school movie meets like also weird weird tonal shifts into like domestic violence and like abuse and street violence and murder. Like it just one scene did not match the other in terms of tone. So, uh, but yeah, early James Spader and Robert Downey Jr. There is an Easter egg in this movie. Robert Downey Jr. is standing in front of graffiti that says behind it, the new Avengers, which pretty cool. And time. This I was late on the trigger. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a minute on that. Okay, thank you. This movie cracked me up only because I've never seen it. But your reaction earlier when you were telling me about this, that line, this this had a movie in it. I was like, this movie, this there was a good movie in this movie. That's what it was. (laughs) And and I'm like, that's like every movie. No, the second you said that, dude, that was of a plus we have to save that for the archives there's a it, good movie in here it was in it's there in yeah. here it, it's a two-hour movie that if it was cut down to 90 minutes we're talking this is a pretty good movie but i was laughing because i said that's every movie i'm like every movie is like a good movie but it's just not like it's either a great idea and broken you know what i mean like it's just the way you said it dude in the parking lot i was in tears i thought it was so funny I'm not even opening that. It's, I mean, it was in there. All right. <laughs> you're watchable, Boyle. Dude, that um, your orb just went flying past your head again. I saw that. Ghost. 100%. Ghost Protocol. Tom Cruise. Mission Impossible. Boyle. Watchable. Okay. Wait, Three. Wait. Three. B. One. Zero. Go. So I didn't finish Mission Impossible 3, so it's staying in this area for now, and I'm not rating it. But the only review I have, and we have talked about it before, I had never finished it. I finally finished it. Sing 2. Cute movie. And I gave it a 6 out of 10. It's just watchable. It's okay. Nothing great. Done. Really? Love that. That's it. I, I, I really... To be honest, I, I did not have much to say. I finished the movie like, all right. So I'd watched the first hour and 15 minutes of this movie. 
And for two months, I have not revisited it. And I finally came about like I was sitting here and I think it was like eating dinner when I was like, oh, my God, 30 minutes. Perfect timing. I'll just throw this on while I finish. And I was watching it. I'm like, eh, cute. And then I just went, that's a review. Like, that's my reaction. I have to, that's it. So there it is. There you have it, folks. Cute. Put that on the DVD cover. Mark, you go. It's my watchable, correct? Yes, correct. Three, two, one, guys. Gemini Man. Oh! It's not that bad. Wow. It's really? not that bad. It was on when I woke up at the hotel room to like get ready for a wedding. And it's on the background while I'm getting ready. And I'm like, you know what? I get it. They were talking about Will Smith, like Oscar hype for this. Not even close. Like no chance. It's not that bad. I think if they didn't hype it up so much, like before it came out, because they were saying like, oh, new 4K cameras, Will Smith putting in the performance of a lifetime. Oh my God, like greatest thing ever. This is pedestrian. It's average. That's what it is. But since it was so average and it had all that hype, everyone just immediately came out and said, garbage, 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 garbage. No, you're hard on Mr. Smith. Not me. I won't. I'm not going to let him slap me by telling him his movie's bad. No. Gemini Man is watchable. Go back. Watch it again. Not that bad. Done. Thank you, Mark. Minute 21. I still haven't seen it. What? I had it on my IMDb watch list at the beginning of 2019. And I waited the entire year for that movie. And then when I heard that the movie was mid, I I didn't even bother to go see it. Okay. Okay. My watch will this week. Do you have thoughts? Yeah. Do you have thoughts? About it? Yes. Oh, I've seen it. I reviewed it. Um, no, I think I gave us. it a well. I think I gave it a watchable, but I believe I teetered on bad, if not gave it a bad. So it's either bad or watchable. It was not good. Um, but I again, forgettable movie. So it just goes to show you, no, no lasting impact. So uh, to agree with Boyle on that. When I turned on the TV, right, no guide, no nothing to tell me what it was. I knew I had seen the movie, but I couldn't remember what movie it was until like 15, 20 minutes later when there was a scene. I was like, oh, okay, it's Gemini. Mark, my favorite part of your review, (laughs) you both have had stellar reviews tonight. My favorite part of your review was, that's it. I got it. <laughs> you said that like you were like, I watched the first minute. That's it. I got it. <laughs> like, but it's so true because there's not much to understand about this movie. He's got a younger version of himself that's trying to kill him. Well, he's trying to kill him. Oh, boy. It's a technology company in charge of it all. There you go. No, it's just like the movie. 
the fact that they were hyping this up as like Oscar is what blows my mind. Yeah, it's yeah. just I mean this movie is like it's, not it's, even close. <laughs> And then, and then, dude, yeah. This year for the top two nominees, The Power of the Dog versus Gemini Man. <laughs> Announcing the award winner will be Chris Rock. <laughs> I mean, come on. We've we've become unhinged. Boyle, I'm sorry I didn't laugh at your joke because I was reading past and future guests Dave Allen's review of Gemini Man. And I'd like did to share he rip it? What did he give it? He gave it a one and a half out of five, but he got to see it in the the closest way that Ang Lee wanted people to see it. Get, Get this. Oh, we, oh, that was another thing. The specific filming style of frames per second. Yes. Which like no theaters had. Yeah. That's what Dave said. There's no theater in the entire United States that had the exact technology that Ang Lee wanted people to see it in. Really? S- strike strike one, one right there. Hey, yeah, buddy, buddy, maybe don't make that movie. Um, it, he saw, so get this. Dave saw the movie in 120 frames per second, Dolby 3D. And that still isn't exactly what Ang Lee wanted. Seems pretty specific to me. So that sounds awful. Yeah. And Dave, and get this. Dave said he's not a 3D person, but he felt like it really worked in that movie. Because, the you know, Dolby... That has like the very and what Dave says here. It has I mean, crisp yeah, colors. Is one of the best experiences I've ever. It's seen, got that HDR. Like, yeah, he yeah he he said if you're going to see this film, it needs to be seen on the big screen. Sorry, Mark, uh, because it would be pretty bland on the back of an airplane seat. However, I would not recommend paying nearly thirty dollars to do that. Tough. I don't know if I've ever seen a Dolby movie. I saw the. Only one movie in Dolby at the time. I the, oh, the new showcase one is Dolby. But uh, guys, shot. I've got five percent sorry left oh, of this. John Wick three. I saw in Dolby. It was incredible. I was gonna say, and it's I definitely think, awesome. And I think I knew that because AMC. I watched it at AMC, and it wasn't Dolby. And we had this whole discussion about what Dolby means and stuff. So Dolby has like upgraded sound system, like yeah. Yeah, and, and HDR, like, yeah, I want to see John Wick projection. four in Dolby. That's what I want to do. But anyway, yeah, let's all right, to stuff that makes sense. But God, right. I got like five percent left. That was good. Bed watchable. I'm taking over for Rojas right now because I want to do a spoiler section of Nope before my computer dies. So we're Ooh. against the clock. Two minute drill. Let's do this. Yeah, you guys in? Yes. Spoiler section. Go for Take it. Take it. Four percent left. Okay, no. The chimpanzee scene storyline, love it. Love how it got worked in because this was the arrogance of man thinking that you can wrangle a wild animal or something that like you really don't have control over and try to make a spectacle out of, Good and it point. backfiring. That's why, uh, you know. Our cowboy guy, uh, is Steven Yen. Is that the right pronunciation? Yes. That's see. That's where he got the cockiness to like. He's like, okay, like the chimp didn't kill me. He's like, I can do this. I've got something special. Mm. Like I can sacrifice like a horse for 
someone different to this, I've got it. That's the only reason he was that comfortable with a literal alien sucking up like horses and stuff with it. And then he Icarus himself, got too comfortable, too close to the sun. Bam, eaten. Like, I like stuff like that. Like, that's where, like, the little, like, nuances come in. I, I, this, so, again, I am now going to read into this stuff, Mark, because that was um, one of the things I really wanted to look into. Again, with the shoe and how he's supposed to have this whole twisted perception of what's really, what his real reality was. Like, was there a monkey that killed everyone? Was it him who killed everyone? Like, there's so many different, like, things that I've heard out there, too. Like, I want to fall down the rabbit hole, but I feel like sometimes just for the, I had to do the surface level review with you guys before I fall down that rabbit hole of just chaos. You know what I mean? So now I'm Mm -hmm. excited to go do that stuff. Another spoiler thing too. I think my favorite part of the entire movie, Boyle, I think you're going to know exactly what I'm about to say. When the kids were pranking him, Oh my god! The horse stable. I think that was my favorite part of the movie, dude. I told Mark, I said, actually, out of the entire movie, that was the most scared I was throughout the entire movie. I was actually like so scared in that scene. (laughs) I didn't get goosebumps during that scene. It was a later scene, but that was the part of the movie that I was like, dude, like. And Julia was sitting next to me. She was like, "What the? What?" When it stood up, I was like, "Oh my god, this is it." I actually like I did one of these against the seats, like yeah. yeah. So, so me, me and Boiler were like that, and they're like when, when they're like running at him, and he just goes, "Nope," and yeah. he's just like running like, dude. I was like, "This, this is the movie. Yeah. This is it." And then when he punched like the other one, <laughs> dude, I just I started dying laughing. I was like, "This movie's awesome," and then like just the kids, and I was like, "Okay, like good." Excited to see where it goes from here, but I don't know. It, I thought that scene was amazing, hilarious. I want to gif it. I want to like save that video clip of him just going, "Nope." Yeah. And, like, I love to send that to people. <laughs> nope. I think that it was. Re- I think it was really good that we never saw aliens. Like we we saw an alien form. That, well, that, that was, was the alien. Up. Well, so I was gonna say, hold on. That we saw an alien form we really haven't seen besides like War of the Worlds, where it's like a giant, you know, alien creature in the air that is a UFO thing that we can't really explain. We have no idea about. We didn't see these little people. Like he was almost making fun of like, oh, we think it's these little people. What if that's not it? What if it is just this creature thing and we can't control it? Like, ah, oh, dude, he he really is so smart. And this is where my grade starts moving up to that, you know, I was at 7.5, lean towards the 8, because it's like, oh, man. I mean, some of those other bigger things he's talking about is just awesome. So, um, and I, you know, we appreciated Mark for throwing those spoilers in before he definitely lost his power and got booted out, which, yeah. So now we're, now we're, (laughs) we're two for three and people losing connection in the show tonight. This show has been a disaster since we started. But it's been fantastic with good reviewing material. I would agree, Boyle. I'm leaving. I, <laughs> I just want to thank Mark for his service. Yeah. Uh, tonight, he really just left all out there. I think I, thank, I think the monster sucked him up. I think so. I want to thank Julia Kokoza for making an appearance today on the podcast. She did a great job. Poor Jules. Dude, 
take us out though. Tell us what your watchable is or watchables. I got nothing. I didn't watch anything. Oh, even better. <laughs> that's, that's, how it ends. For it. that's how it oh, ends. Everybody. I love it. I All love right. it. Well, a uh, big thank you to our sponsor, Narragansett Brewery, for fueling up <laughs> Boyle and I for this podcast tonight. Big, big thanks to Catan and Catan. Uh, you know and trivia our, and trivia and the fans that were there with us. That's right, and flatbread. I got to meet a fan tonight. Yeah, you're right. First someone, time ever. Someone, my friend Mike's uh, wife Heather, asked Boyle, "Like, wait a minute, Boyle, as in Boyle and Rojas podcast?" And Boyle was like, "That's me." And I told Heather, right? I said, "Listen." you warmed my heart and you made my day. I said that those moments though, like, cause like it, it'd be the same thing. I feel like if like you ran into one of my buddies, friends or something like, Oh my God, right. Rojas from the podcast. You'd be like, yeah, like it, there's something about it. It warms your heart. It feels good. It does. It's nice. It so I was nice. like, it is me. Hello. <laughs> so yeah, you know what? We might not have millions of listeners, but to those of you that do listen to us every two weeks, we appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. Yeah, we really appreciate it. I can't thank you enough. Um, boy, we've been doing this now five years and, uh, this has been one of the, the biggest joys of my life in the last five years. How say you? I would completely agree. There was a point when, um, fam- you know, when I was in the midst of a lot of things and including grad school and chaos and, and my family was like, listen, you might need to cut back on some things. Like maybe you're doing too much. And I said, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I was like, this is like, this is one of two things that brings me constant joy. Like I, I enjoy doing this. So no, I'm going to continue doing this. I'll give up something else before I give up this. So no, I'm right there with you. This has been, this has been a lot of fun and it's not stopping and we still have so much more to do, but no, it's been awesome. I still, yeah. I love every week going to something sometimes alone. I, even the times I go alone is great, but when we all get to go to a movie all together or I get to go with one of you together or something like, it's just, there's so many experiences. You have such a good time. Something about the movies, man. Something about it, man. Love it. Mark uh, had one final point. Nope. was all about the arrogance of man. That was his final point. Uh, said thinking we can control or profit off a wild creature we don't understand. Jaws, the real life chimp attack, the killer whale that killed trainers, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you, Mark. Um, He's right. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. All right, Boyle, you have uh, any uh, rewatchables? No. Nope. Yeah, it's been summer. I've just been enjoying my time outside. Summer, yeah, it's tough. It's like I and plus when I start doing stupid stuff like this, where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna start a new movie series, like game over. <laughs> now oh, it's yeah. like I give my time to that. Couple. Oh, I've also been doing Big Brother again, so that takes up you got to think at least three to four hours a week. So it's a lot of episodes. It does really. Yeah, because they have a show every Wednesday, Thursday. Stop. Sometimes, fr- yeah. Sometimes Friday and always Sunday. So it's always Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday, and sometimes there's a bonus episode on a Monday or a Friday. It depends on the week and the way they're doing challenges and stuff. So you have to think like that's one big movie or two small movies. You know, time for how so, for how many weeks? Uh, it goes the whole summer, man. It goes from July. It went from it started July sixth. And it will go until the uh, mid-September, end September, something like that. So, Dude, that's a lot. It's awesome. It's so cool. It's the one show I told you I want to apply to go on. 
I like really want to go on the show. I, I love Big Brother. It's amazing. I'm hooked. All right, Boyle, thank you so much. Big thank you to Mark uh, giving his laptop, putting it on the line. Um, thank you to Boyle as well for sharing his thoughts on Nope and the Gray Man. GBW Pod, tweet at us, Instagram comment at us. You know the drill at this point. Boyle, anything else you want to say before we go? All right. We'll see you next time. Yeah, it was cool. Like, I never actually see people do it like this. Well, get into except it. Except in the movie. Get into it. Okay. All right. Boyle and I are here at Showcase Cinema's Seekonk. Place, Route 6. Route 6. Let's clarify. Place where we saw a lot of movies back in the day. Back in the day. This, and today. And today. And uh, we saw Vengeance, a movie we talked about on the podcast two weeks ago, a movie that Boyle and I didn't know existed about a month ago, really. But uh, Boyle, BJ Novak movie, let's not really give anything away, really. But let's preface this by saying people should go see this movie. What do you think? I think that's a, the best way to see this. Um, I went into this movie. You guys talked about it on the pod and you and Mark. And I was I never he remember he was like while we were recording watching the trailer and I refused to watch anything. I was just like, you know what? This is going to be the one movie like one that once in a while I'm just going to go in. I'm going to know nothing. The only things even walking into the theater today that I knew about this movie, BJ Novak, Ashton Kutcher. That's it. I knew no plot. I saw no trailer. I knew absolutely nothing. This could be a million different things. What it was, I loved it. I honestly had a great time with this thriller. I think they did a great job with, you know, I know one of the things you're going to talk about in a minute, but with podcasting and tying it in and you're almost watching like a how like how a crime pod is made and I don't even listen to those, but it's just kind of cool how it, it was so integrated, but smoothly into the movie and you know the publicist putting it all together in the background like it just it had so many elements to it the way Ashton Kutcher spoke about many other different like bigger philosophies on how us as a you know um, as humans now like run our life with just like you know basically not saying he never said social media he always said like recording little bits of time and thing and I thought it was so intuitive and I love that sort of philosophy, uh, you know, philosophical like thought process. And he was everything he was saying was completely true. And I was just in awe. It was very good writing. It was very funny throughout the entire movie. We had a great multiple laughs throughout the entire thing from the start. And I, I have no complaints about this movie coming in at knowing that. I mean, I was so surprised. I want people to see this. I'm giving it a nine out of 10. We talked, maybe I'll go down to an 8.5, but really first reactions, nine. I loved this. I had a great time. Yeah, I agree. Well, BJ Novak clearly had a singular vision when making this movie. I said afterwards to Boyle, and again, I haven't read anything about this, so I apologize if someone else has said this before, but, um, and I've only seen a handful of his movies. This felt like a Woody Allen movie in which the person who's the character in the movie and the person who wrote and directed the movie are one in the same kind of and they're kind of saying things that the person behind this the camera would be saying so um it's, you could feel the bj the bj like comedy in a way like you knew he was the one i mean it, it literally says written and directed by but you know what i mean like yeah. you just i think your analogy was perfect and i'm glad you brought that in the pod because you said it in the theater that's exactly what this was you could totally feel it and I felt like really every actor or actress like molded into who they were playing. A lot of people we didn't know and then some familiar faces. It was a great blend. Yeah, it was. It's really cool. Like Boyle mentioned to see a, it's funny to see a movie that's got a podcast at the center of it. 
And that's really what it was about. And the other things, and just society as a whole and the hookup culture and things and where it could lead to and the chaos of it all. Like, it's such a creative idea that's so real in today's world. This is one of those creative, I feel like, original movies that people are looking for. This is the sort of movie. It's not a remake. It's not a reboot. It's not going into those genres of Marvel and all this other crumb. Like, it's original, fun, I sorry, idea that worked and re- really was good. It was really enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, this movie is definitely, um, yeah, like I said, cool to see a, a podcast in the middle of it. I'm just like sitting there like he is recording a podcast on the exact thing I'm recording a podcast on right now. Mm-hmm. So I've never, I haven't seen a movie like this in tune with like what's going on right now. Um, but man, it was just, he was trying to convey a lot of thoughts in this movie. A lot, of a lot, a lot of thought. And like to the point, like even there was one scene towards the end did get a little political, but it, but you know, he did, you know, there was that one scene, but at the same point it was, it was political without being political, like the side. Exactly. It was just stating something. And I think that you're right. He tackled so many things in this movie alone. It was almost a little overwhelming, but not in a bad way. Like, it's like, oh, I'd love to see it again and like pick out some of those other little things and stuff. Yeah. You know? That's kind of where you and I are, are, are starting to uh, differentiate in our thoughts after the movie is I saw that and I was like, I enjoyed it. I laughed like you did. I enjoyed the whole plot. Man, I was on pins and needles the entire time. I'm listening to everything he said, but there are definitely points where I'm like, I wish he was a little bit of a better actor. I wish he had yeah. i wish he had narrowed down exactly what he was trying to get across but he is he's kind of hitting you over the head with some of the thoughts he's getting and that's a certain style of making the movie don't get me wrong like i'm not trying to change what he was trying to do he's trying to do what like i said before woody allen movies where he would just say what he was thinking like there was no subtext to his movies it was all text like i think this about society i'm gonna just say it i'm not gonna kind of sneak it in under things like jordan peele would and nope bj novak is operating on a level where he's just oh, like i'm true. gonna i'm just gonna say out so especially and, not, and a nine strong i you know and this is one of those things like no, it's no, an no, no. no well here's why because again this is why i always say like initial reaction and nine because i feel when you first come out it's so good to have those reactions it's probably when it sits gonna go down a little bit only because of the points you just brought up once you bring up those other little things i'm like oh you know what he's got a good point there you're right acting could have been a little better it is a little over your face in the long scheme of things this is not gonna be a nine in my always for loving forever style movies and that's why i really love when we record i've had two weeks to sit through and relook at the movies and rethink you know put on a scale of stuff so at the end of the day my score is probably going to change but coming right hot right. out of the movie right. i liked saying that it was a nine but you're right it probably will go down because of the little technicalities yeah, like you, that. that's a good point no but you had the, the the same juice we get whenever we see an original movie boil like you just said earlier like five minutes ago yes. this is an original movie it really is and that's why we always say like Go support original movies however way you can. I know, you know, ticket prices are can be expensive wherever people are, but if you can see a matinee of this, this is an original movie, original voice. Or Tuesday, it's a $7 movie day, isn't it? Yeah. Did we really just use one of our tickets on a $7 ticket? I would. I mean, what else am I use? That's a good point, I guess. Well, um, I guess final things I want to say here. No. Yep. <laughs> uh, shout out to Whataburger. Yes. Prominent figure in this movie. Yeah. My parents who live in Texas. Go. I think my parents who live in Texas need to see a movie like this to to uh, to see. I don't know, just like the Texas of it all, but not the Texas that they live in. They live in the, they live in a part of Texas that's way different than this. Eight the, hours outside, five hours from there. Or yeah, yeah, exactly so right. So, so funny. funny. Hey, you know, Abilene. Yeah, well, oh. that's four hours from Dallas. Yeah. 
No, he's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's three hours from there. Yeah. It's well, we're five hours from there. there. Yeah. Just like what? Yeah. So, um, yeah, like it. I really do appreciate that this movie is trying to bridge a gap between different parts of this. Um, I got a Benny's hat, and we like. I have a Benny shirt that's like tucked away. From, I know. I totally. To like, yes. Oh, I know. There's no get. There's no getting a second one anymore. I want it back so bad. So I know. Please. Oh, I think about it all the time. I think about it all the time. I hate when I want when I need something. I'm like, I go to Benny's, but now what do I do? Not. Yeah, I know. It's not the same. You too. This podcast brought to you by Benny's. We miss it. Benny's. So no, but I really like how this movie's trying to bridge the gap between people that are on different sides of issues these days and i'll just kind of like leave it at that it definitely is trying to show to an audience that is maybe typical typically used to seeing the same characters in the same movies repeat it back to them and, and creating this echo chamber this movie takes us all the way to rural texas to folks that people like you and i aren't in contact with all the time yes. and showing like and, and it, putting us in there <laughs> well yeah and also Issa ray says something that i think is a very under the radar line in the movie where she says their family sounds just like my family yes. and there you go that's kind of i think of if you were to try to get to the thesis statement of this movie i think that's what it is their family is like yours yeah great point so that's all i have to say i i, I recommend this movie i'll have to sleep on it my initial reaction leaving the theater was like a strong seven so it's gonna end up being a 7.8 i guarantee it. i would love for boil at the end of this be like you know what this movie sucks for <laughs> a, a sophomore you know what don't go to it, it. <laughs> I, in fact i'm in fact, I'm, I'm going to buy this theater just to close it. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to, I'm, I'm calling Showcase as I speak. I need my money back. Mr. Showcase, I need my money back so with I'm interest. Remake this movie myself. All right. Now, one final thing I want to add, Boyle. Do you notice that the sun has bleached that target so much that it's not even red anymore? Is that a bad joke? No. Hey, that's just painted. That's painted. That's not bleached. No way. No, that's sun bleached. Like, no. Think about it. That's like getting directly sun. That no. used to be bright red. It's not bright I, red anymore. I know. I know. But, dude, that TJ Maxx is bright red. It's not the red. They painted that side gray. That's the look. Because right neck on the other side is red. It goes gray red. It's their look. Come over here. All right. We're going. We're walking over now. My trunk is open. Yeah, that's faded. Those red. sides, see how the other side is gray? It's supposed to be gray like that. So look. Wow. Okay. <laughs> A very visual part of the podcast. Bad. That is audio. All right, Boyle. Well, thank you so much. See you next time. All right, one point two. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye.